The Archetypal Tarot Podcast explores universal human patterns called archetypes by investigating the major arcana of the ancient tarot. We recognize these archetypes because they are present in our own life stories, myths, and culture. Each card represents a stage of the journey for understanding the greater story of our lives. Hello, this is Sindera Quackenbush back with the Archetypal Tarot Podcast, and we are very excited. Um, even though Julianne is not here with her voice right now, she's behind the electronic curtain. Uh, we are very excited to have our first guest ever on our podcast. So we are inviting Stephanie Megan here, who is all the way over in Oklahoma. And she is an archetypal hypnotherapist, and I am so excited to uh, be discussing some things that we're passionate about, some things that we share about the tarot, and how she works with clients with the tarot. So uh, please announce yourself over there, Stephanie. Hi, Sandera. How are you? Hi. <laughs> Doing really good. Thank you for joining us. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Great. How's how's the weather over there in Oklahoma in the fall? Well, it just got chilly this morning, but it's kind of up and down. It can be cold some days and then really hot the other days. <laughs> it's like trying to make up its mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm from the East Coast and West Coast, actually. Um, so I'm new to the center of the country. So I'm just kind of still getting acclimated to, to the weather patterns here, but I love it here. Oh, fantastic. I've never visited out there before, but maybe uh, you'll give us a good excuse to to come visit sometime. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the Archetypal Tarot Podcast. And um, you have an amazing, I just have to start with, that. you know, I haven't met you face to face, but I have seen your website and it's just glorious. It's a really beautiful website. Um, Thank you. And I, I'm pretty sure we'll have a link uh, that people can easily click on. But uh, what's the what's the address of your website? Yeah, everybody can go to soulshinetarot.com. That's soul, S-O-U-L, shine, S-H-I-N-E, tarot, T-A-R-O-T. That's all one word, um, dot com. Yeah, and check it out. I, I designed it myself. I'm, I'm a big kind of graphic design geek, so I was kind of going all out with all that. <laughs> wow, a woman of many talents. Amazing. <laughs> um, and, and that is the name of your, your practice, Soul, Shi- yes. Soul Shine Tarot. Correct. And uh, tell me a little bit about that name or, or the, just the basic idea of how you approach tarot. Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I do see tarot... Uh, a little bit differently than people see in the media. You know, they get that that idea that there's some weird, you know, weird superstitious, you know, woo-woo kind of stuff that that kind of um, goes with that. But I don't. They're not. They're just cards. I mean, they're not filled with any mystical magic, and there's nothing scary about them. It's just <laughs> some pictures. That's all they are. Um, and to me, the only magic that I see them create is actually. Um, in the mind of my client, of the person that's consulting the cards. So it's it's the thoughts and the images. Um, it's, well, the thoughts on the images of the cards that bring out um, what's going on in somebody's subconscious mind. And so it's really different for every person. There's different ideas, different thoughts will come up depending on that person's experience and their memories and, and their beliefs. 
so I mean, that's what I'm doing in my practice is I try to dispel all the weirdness and superstition around the tarot by helping people use them for what they really are, which is just a collection of images that help you draw your, your conscious and subconscious thoughts and beliefs for the purpose of personal development. Oh, fantastic. I'm really interested in in hearing more about how you do that because uh, on a, a big goal of, of our podcast up to this point has been to dispel a lot of superstition and yeah. and explore the cards in, in their symbolism and what they might mean for every person. You know, every card can at some point speak to some situation that you're in or, or uh, feelings that you're experiencing. Exactly, uh, so exactly. that is such a wonderful um, and it feels like rare uh, goal that you uh, have with Soul Shine Tarot. Um, how did you begin reading tarot? Let's see. Um, it was a while ago. I'm going to say around 12 years ago. I don't remember exactly the year. I was in college and I um, got my first tarot deck and I didn't really know what to expect. Um, I just kind of gotten into it. And I was just reading for myself and occasionally my friends and family, whoever was interested in letting me kind of practice on them. Um, and it just, it, so it quickly became weird kind of how, how um, accurate it was, um, how it mm. always was so spot on. And you know, any avid tarot reader can tell you how, you know, the most relevant cards always manage to show up. I mean, no matter how long and hard you shuffle, the same cards will always manage to find their way out. Um, but it's it's just been something that I've always kind of had in my my back pocket, so to speak. Um, whenever I was going through some issue with my life, or I just had questions or wanted insights into something, um, I would just see what the cards had to say. What what was my mind gonna where was my mind gonna take me when I saw whatever whatever images whatever cards showed up when I would you know spread the cards out um, and again it was always you know the right cards happened uh, or showed up at the right time when I was going through hard times particular cards would show up that would signify you know transitions and change and hardships um, but also hope and you know vice versa when things are going well and I wanted to see what was in store for me when, when this really good thing was happening I would see happy cards, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. that really kind of affirmed that, yeah, I was on the right path. Um, and I, so I guess maybe to kind of talk about how Soul Shine itself came about, um, it happened a few years ago um, when I was kind of searching for a new life. I was, I was in a big city. I was all alone. Um, I was uh, in a temporary job that I had. It was only going to be a year-long term, and I didn't have any else to go afterwards. It was kind of coming to a close, and I didn't know what I was doing, um, and if I would wanted to continue on the career path I was on. I mean, I loved the career path, but it wasn't really exciting for me, um, and I really wanted to be able to wake up every day. So the day came when I actually got the chance to interview uh, for a job that I had been actually working for um, for the past uh, several years. Um, there was this one job, this one job title at this one company that I really wanted to get. And so the, the opening actually became available at that time. I was so excited. I was like, wow, this is what I've been waiting for. This is what I you know, was going to school for and all that. 
Um, but I felt like my heart was no longer in it. And that's kind of scary, you know, mm-hmm. you work so hard mm-hmm. for something. And it's like, oh, no, it's, it's not doing it for me anymore. Um, but anyway, I interviewed and I didn't get the job. But actually, instead of being depressed, it was kind of like a relief. Um, and I saw it as an opportunity. I can actually now go after my passion um, for, for personal development and subconscious you know, cleansing and working with your, your subconscious mind. So, um, and while in the midst of all this, when I was, you know, in this big city and, and uh, working at this temporary job, I was studying personal development uh, through meditation. Um, mm. So I, I immersed myself in all kinds of courses, um, and I really felt working with this uh, a real dramatic shift, like in my life, mentally and physically. I just felt different, and um, I felt more comfortable with myself. Um, I began to open myself up to new experiences, the things I wanted in my life. I realized that uh, subconsciously, I was actually scared and, and unwilling to receive the things I wanted, just out of fear of you know past experiences. I didn't want to go through the pain and the heartache and the disappointment again. Uh, so after months of you know, acknowledging and releasing these limiting beliefs that I had, these fears, um, things really began to show up and I felt more control, um, whereas I felt like I was drifting from job to job, city to city, just waiting for something good to happen instead of actively, you know, seeking it. So within a matter of months after, you know, doing this personal development work, I mean, I, I attracted, you know, the man of my dreams. I, I finally have a beautiful permanent home I've been renting for years um, and also the means to diagnose and heal myself from this nervous system disorder that I discovered I had for years. Mm. Um, and, of course, a, a business that I'm, I'm very passionate about. And so now I, I feel happy. Um, I love my life. You know, I'm excited every morning to wake up and life's been good. Oh, wow. That is <laughs> That is a real tarot success story. <laughs> and uh, what a, an exciting thing it must be to to be able to bring this to other people. Um, when you've you've experienced such a, um, a a healing and passionate and opening experience from it, that must be really really special. Yeah. And um, but but before we get to uh, how you work with clients, which I'm really excited to get there, but um, mm-hmm. I, I'm just really fascinated by this, this uh, educational background that you have that's yeah. <laughs> actually very scientific, and um, and I believe it's in biology? That's true. Yes. Yes. I, I'm a biologist, and I'm a botanist, actually, to be more specific. Um, so, yeah, I've received both my undergraduate and graduate degrees in that field. Um, I did go to an Ivy League school, and I've been published in peer-reviewed journals. Yeah, so I'm, I'd say I'm, I'm a pretty hardcore scientist. You know? I've, I've always been. Um, I, I, I always loved sciences. One of the, the first things I ever learned was um, the, my mom will tell you, all the um, the colors of the spectrum in order, you know, from from red to, to violet, I could, I was like three years old and I knew them all from, you know, from memory in order. I was obsessed with rainbows um, and um, the solar system. I loved um, astronomy and I could, I memorized all the planets in order from, from Mercury to Pluto when Pluto was a planet. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I love <laughs> I love astronomy. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm super into science and everything that it can help help it explain reality. That's that's what uh, what I'm really into. And so it's, it may seem kind of strange. I'm also a very very spiritual person. Um, I'm fascinated by metaphysics and and the tarot. Um, but honestly, I I really don't see much of a difference between those disciplines and and things that science strives for, strives to uncover, which is, you know, they're all trying to accomplish one thing. They're trying to explain reality. And uh, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that's, that's what, what I love to, I love the mystery. Um, I like the, the inconspicuous and not so well known. I like to dive deep into, into um, that sort of the unknown, the, the mysterious thing. <laughs> oh, wow. So, so you'd say your scientific background has mirrors your appreciation of mystery that the tarot also provides, but has it also helped with just um, staying grounded and not uh, being wrapped up in the superstition of tarot? Is that, has that been a helpful sort of perspective to come from? Yeah, you know, I like to, as much as I, I'm interested in, you know, the unknown, the unexplainable, I still want to be able to explain it in a way that makes logical physical sense <laughs> you know i want it to obey the laws of physics you know i want things to um, make sense so i don't get too wrapped up in i mean i like the idea of the mystery of it all and how it's it's not really fully understood things are still a mystery out there um, but i love that you know with science and with you know metaphysics and other things there's always um, something going on somebody's trying to explain there have all these theories out there that try to explain how things work, um, and some of them are a little out there, and some of them are like, okay, I, I think I can, I can grab onto that. Um, so yeah, there's there's that happy medium. You kind of have to, you know, be open-minded. So that's one thing that I like to be as a scientist, even though, um, you know, science is there are rules to science. You know, the scientific method is, is a formula that, you know, scientists have followed for, for centuries now. Um, but they're, what they're trying to do, what the scientific method is, is they're trying to dispel, you know, what they're, they're believing. That's the point of, of the scientific method. What you do is you have a theory out there and you say, okay, I believe that, um, you know, the sky is blue because of, you know, let's say, because God painted the blue, and, you know, that's my theory, and in order to accept that theory, I'm going to have to prove it otherwise, and that's what the scientific method is. You have to try to prove every every possible reason why something isn't, and then if by, able, by being able not to do that, you're going to have to accept, well, I guess that means that's why it is that way. So you're going to mm. have to think of every reason and do every experiment you can possibly think of to try to prove why um, the sky is blue, be, um, not blue, because God painted it um, that way. You're going to have to, oh, oh, I can't, there's no way I can say that that is the truth. So I guess I'm going to have to say, you know, there's something, there's something else there that, that can explain it, um, if that makes any sense. Um, no, absolutely. Uh, and, um, yeah. and so what, while you were... You were studying science. You're studying botany in school, and uh, and at some point you came across a psychology class. Is that right? That's true. Yes. Yes. And 
and we're speaking a, a lot here about, you know, things just, we want things to make sense. They're not all woo-woo. They're not like out of the blue. So this, this phenomena that you encountered earlier, which is uh, that, you know, you could get cards that would completely speak to or match what you were experiencing. Um, and that could can be a very magical feeling, right? Um, did you discover anything in that psychology class or, uh, you know, applying the scientific method? What, how can we explain this? Hmm. Well, the psychology class really did get me into um, kind of where the jumping point from where I wanted to do tarot. I mean, I wanted to do tarot because I'm just fascinated by these pictures and imagery that they have on there. Um, and I found that um, kind of melding um, the, the ideas that um, I learned in this psychology class that I took, it really helped to um, explain the tarot to anybody. I mean, it's not like somebody has to feel, has to be into the occult or into the weird, weird, weird things um, to appreciate it. Anybody can. Um, and that's where I, I kind of draw um, the, the ideas that I learned from this class. Um, but in terms of uh, what kind of, are you asking about like what kind of forces are at work in, in the selection of the cards? Um, well, maybe I'm leading leading this question a bit, and um, I'm wondering if they they studied uh, or brought up the phenomenon of projection at all in in the class that you took, or have you studied that at all? Well, I I'm, I'm vaguely familiar with it. The class I took was um, I wish I could remember the actual name of the course. Um, mm -hmm. It was very heavy in psychology, and basically it was. Um, a class that helped scientists um, understand. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, so it was, it was for scientists, a, a sort of psychological class that helped um, people in the scientific world to understand other people. Uh, because sometimes scientists get the, the reputation of not being a very personable person. They're kind of you know, into themselves. They, they don't, you know, interact with too many people. They're stuck in their laboratories. Um, they kind of sound like techies. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, yeah. Um, so yeah, th so this class kind of helped understand um, how people work, how their minds work, and how um, we can learn to um, delegate tasks and understand how somebody's mind works completely different from yours, and you have to accept that and and help um, help move. So if you're like in a leadership position as a scientist, you're going to have to help, um, you know. Your, your subordinates be in, in a, a happy state. They're going to have to be happy people. You're going to have to keep them motivated and keep them uh, productive, and you're going to have to understand how their minds function in order to do that. Um, and so that's kind of really what draw, really caught my attention um, when, I, when I took this course. It's like, wow, I, I love how you can just um, really understand how, how different people are, why they're different, and how that, you know, translates to their, um, the way they see the world. And I think it's absolutely fascinating how everybody sees things differently. So if, you know, you look at the tarot card, um, like right now I'm looking at, you know, I have my, my deck out here. So I see the first card here is the high priestess. 
Um, and it's, you know, just a woman in this, this robe and she's, you know, sitting on her throne and she looks, um, you know, very peaceful. But somebody might, might see that and, you know, maybe for some reason they had some experience um, that, you know, made them fearful or they just have this idea that, you know, they're against everything that's related to, you know, that has the word priest in it or something. And so they kind of shy away from it and where somebody else could love this coffin and feel really drawn to it. So it's interesting to see how um, differently people react to the exact same objective image. Um, it's, right. it's a subjective thing. Um, yeah, like you were saying, people will, you know, project whatever um, is going on in their subconscious mind, whatever uh, thoughts or beliefs are sparked um, by this image is, is completely different for everybody. Yeah, I, that is just an incredible phenomenon that I've noticed as well. And um, just how uh, the way we perceive the world and, and are looking and at the world around us, we're making it work for us or making it, we're, we're using images around us to to figure things out and to figure ourselves out. And so, we, you know, whatever's going on the inside that we can't see um, unconsciously, we can uh, project it on images and things around, and unfortunately, sometimes people too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, a, a lot of the time. And, you know, we're, we're relating with this material that's within us as we interact with, with images and people outside of us. Yeah. Um, and the figures of the tarot are these wonderful receivers and personalities that we can dialogue with or uh, interact with, um, mm-hmm. and they're not going to be uh, hurt or impacted at, like the, the way we project on our partners a lot of the yeah, time and yeah. are waging our little wars um, <laughs> with our own projections, right? So this is what a wonderful little sphere we we have and opportunities we have with with the personalities in the tarot. Did, did you um, uh, pick the high priestess randomly just now, or, or was it sort of there and, and you were drawing inspiration from it's, it? It's literally just right there. So my, <laughs> I have the deck of the major arcana just sitting right next to me, and the, the one on top is the high priestess. <laughs> wow, boy, that, that, this feels really special, you know, um, that, that she's joined our interview here. <laughs> yeah, she's staring at me and, you know, smiling. <laughs> I, I, you you can't see me, but I am I am sitting very calmly with robes on and and uh, as am I. I am I yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so accurate. The tarot, it's amazing. I know it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would love to turn now to talk about how you you work with your clients and um, how does your process work and. Um, how do you how do you use the spreads and use the tarot? Um, what would it be like if, if, say, I were coming to see you right now, and what would we do? Yeah. Um, so uh, let's see how we're next. Um, so my uh, my sessions are actually at the moment virtual. So um, everything is done online and um, through email. Uh, so what a client actually receives from me is an audio. Uh, a uh, that I actually will customize to them. So whatever um, they're consulting me about, I will um, design their uh, their sessions um, virtually for them and through a, a recording of me. And I will take them through the cards 
um, that I select for them based on whatever um, package they select. So they, they have, um, let's see, there's a, a one card, three card, five card, 10 card, and 22 card, um, you know, full major arcana um, reading that people can actually choose. Whatever um, insights they want to get, they can choose from, you know, one to 22 cards. Um, wow. So <laughs> it'd be, you know, pretty a minor thing, just kind of a see what's going on, or you can really go way into it and and um, and connect to all 22 cards. Wow, that's um, amazing. So <laughs> is the reading based off like the the order of where the 22 fall in, or uh, like how, I'm just really curious, or do you take them through the journey of the tarot in order? Um, yeah, I, w- I do it. Yeah, I do it in order. So from zero, the fool, all right. the way to the world. Yeah, 21. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll take them in order and I'll, I'll kind of integrate, the, you know, the idea of, of the hero's journey into that um, and all the different characters you're going to meet along the way and all the different roles you're going to play, um, things you're going to experience, all the ups and the downs and, and the accomplishments and the setbacks and, you know, the virtues and vices um, that that you're going to experience and you're going to have to accept and, and learn from these and, and love them and not shy away from them. And that's, that's the point of, of these sessions that I do is to help people connect to these cards um, and uh, to, to really kind of flesh out what it is that they're afraid of. Um, so it's kind of based on... Um, on the idea of um, these limiting beliefs. So it's, it's all about, about these limiting beliefs that people have. So um, let's see, where did I begin? Um, so a limiting belief, um, first of all, is a subconscious thought uh, that counteracts your conscious desires. So if, you know, for example, you wanna be in a relationship, uh, but you have this limiting belief that being in a relationship is painful or all men or women are terrible people, um, then you're gonna find it pretty hard to find and stay in a relationship. Your your subconscious mind has programmed into your head that this is not a good thing. Don't do it. Um, but consciously, you're like, yeah, I want to do it. Um, mm-hmm. So you're and because a 95 at least 95 percent of your conscious behavior is dictated by your subconscious thoughts and beliefs. Um, your 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 um, your subconscious mind really is in the driver's seat, so to speak. It's it's taking hold of you. So whatever is going on subconsciously. Ninety five percent. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. That's that amazing. is amazing. That explains um, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you have these you have these neural pathways in your in your brain that actually you know when something happens when you see an event or you have you know something is happening you're doing something and it sparks this this response right in your in your brain. Um, and it triggers a specific memory or a specific feeling. It's all subconscious. You may completely forget that when you were five years old, you know, you fell down the stairs. And so now, you know, every time you walk down the stairs, you grab onto the handrail super tight. Um, but you, you don't remember why. This is just kind of, it's behavior now. It's, it's, um, it's, it's ingrained in you. And I mean, it, aside from, you know, physical laws and the rule of law, all other beliefs that you have are your your choice to believe in and follow. You don't have to do anything, you know. Um, it's it's just 
it's something that has so ingrained in you, something that either you were, that was drilled into your head in school or by your parents or just by seeing your peers um, follow, you know, a certain path. You're like, oh, this must be how things are. And this is a fact, you know, this is my belief. This is how things should be. Um, but sometimes uh, things can manifest in a negative or a limiting or a limiting in nature. And so they can, um, when they're in these kind of negative limiting beliefs are embedded in your subconscious mind, um, they can prevent you from, you know, accomplishing your goals, from following through to, to really get your, um, to achieve your desires. And so that's, that's the point of, you know, these sessions that I do is, is to uncover these limiting beliefs uh, through the use of tarot images. Um, and so you can work through them and connect to these cards, release whatever limiting beliefs are, are hindering you, and so you can move forward and um, get what you want. And how do you find these limiting beliefs um, uh, based off maybe minimal contact with the client beforehand? Um, mm -hmm. And Do they come to you with a question, or how is it that you get to that? level with them yeah so, so similar to a tarot reading your the client asks a question or you know just tells me about a certain situation they have so once they you know select whatever package you know they're interested in, in experiencing they are taken to a form where they get to fill out what their question is um but i kind of tweaked it a little bit and was kind of helping them lead <laughs> with a question so I don't answer, you know, the typical, necessarily typical questions of a tarot reader, like, oh, is my ex cheating on me? Or uh, will I ever find love? <laughs> that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So I, I help them. Um, what I really want them to do is to ask um, a constructive question. So I want them to, um, to really uh, understand what it is exactly they want. I want them to focus on things they actually have control over. Um, so I have them actually complete a question. So I start the question off and then I have them kind of fill in the blank. So my, the question that everybody asks, my clients will ask, is what, you know, just so I can to ask the tarot to, you know, display cards related to whatever question they have. So the question is what subconscious limiting beliefs are preventing me from Right. Um, so, you know, instead of a client asking, um, why am I always arguing with my mother? Um, you know, I, it's, it's not as nearly construct as constructive as asking, you know, what subconscious limiting beliefs are preventing me from having a positive relationship with my mother? Wow, um, that's so, really powerful because it, it puts the responsibility and the power back into the person's, the client's hands. Exactly, um, exactly. That, that they are play a huge role, their subconscious uh, a huge role in in dictating what's what's happening in their lives that's that's causing them some problems. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and it, so it takes that victim quality out of it. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very. Yeah. Feels very very important. Um, yeah. So yeah, when people when they when they come to me with their with their questions, um, I again like you were saying, I want them to be empowered. That's that's the 
that's the goal of these sessions is I want them to walk away feeling in control mm. and empowered to actually break free from whatever subconscious beliefs are, are hindering them. Um, because people like you, that cliche, you know, as long as you believe in it, you can do it, you know, <laughs> it's true. If you truly believe you can do something, you can do it. Just get rid of all the fears attached and your, your subconscious mind kind of clean and clear and consciously you can go about it and feel, oh, this is a breeze. This, this is easy. This is not hard. This is fun. Um, you know, so whatever, whatever, you know, speedy little things are happening in their mind that's blocking them, they can just, I can help them um, through my hypnotherapy actually get rid of it. Yeah. So let's, let's um, hear a little more about that. So you, you use a special tool of meditation um, with your clients. Um, tell me more about how meditation and how you use it. Yeah. Um, so my, my method, I, I call, you know, an archetypal hypnotherapy. So, um, if everybody listening to this podcast and who has been listening, I'm sure knows who an archetype is, you know, they're, they're universal patterns of thought that we, you know, recognize and experiences as humans, common themes in, you know, books and movies and all that. And the, the major arcana of the tarot is a wonderful tool that, that, you know, exemplifies a lot of these archetypes. Um, so hypnotherapy, the method of hypnotherapy that I use, well, hypnotherapy itself is a, a therapeutic technique that uses the power of positive suggestions to change your thoughts and feelings and behaviors on a subconscious level. Um, so it's essentially hypnosis, right? Um, and the hypnosis itself comes from a mix of auditory stimulation, which is a specific background music that I choose for my sessions, um, along with these simple verbal cues that I will actually dictate um, as I guide you through these meditations. So I bring you into a very deep state of relaxation um, by systematically helping you relax your body and then your mind. And then um, um, using visualization tools, I help you um, connect to whatever tarot cards uh, come up for you in, in your session. And uh, having listened to one of your sample meditations, um, I really liked how you make space uh, for the client to uh, meet the card and meet the, the the image in the card and spend time with that before yeah. there's any um, go, going into the process. It's, uh, and, yeah. I, and I really think that's where that unique, very unique projective experience can happen um, is between that person and their, their very individual take on that image and character of the yeah. tarot. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm definitely not leading um, people to, you know, interpret the card as, you know, what that, whatever the traditional interpretation of that card is like, Oh, you know, the high priestess means this, this is right. you know, <laughs> You're not that... reading a little pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, you yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, high priestess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so when somebody you know gets the reading, um, the, the session from me, they're they're gonna also receive each of the cards in, in a PDF document, so they can actually have the image in front of them, so they can look at it. And when they're right. listening to the session, 
they're, you know, guided to look at the particular cars that the session is going to be taking them, you know, into, and just kind of look at it. And what does it spark in your mind? What's going on in the picture? What is the person on the on the car doing? How does it make you feel? Um, just memorize it, look at it, um, all the different, you know, little images, the objects and the colors, just everything, just kind of absorb it. And then once, you know, once that's accomplished, I, you know, I take them through the, um, the meditation to, to uh, rest to them, sorry, to relax their body, um, you know, from, from their head to their toes, just kind of relax and go into a, a, a nice, deep, relaxed state. And then I reintroduce the card to them in their mind. So I'll kind of describe the card again, just kind of jog their memory. And, and then they're guided to subconsciously enter into the image and, and connect um, in, in a special way to the card and, and release whatever um, uneasy, weird, scary, uh, feelings that come up that you know that may relate to whatever this card means, um, and I, I do the only way I kind of will lead um, the person into into this card is if it's kind of an ambiguous card and it doesn't really make sense. Like I'm not sure what's going on, so I'll kind of say, well, this you know is you know the judgment card, and um, you know it may look a little strange looking at like I'm not sure what's happening in this image. Then I'll just kind of explain. You know, this is how um, how judgment uh, or the idea of a rebirth, um, you know, a calling kind of relates to this image. And you're going to have, you know, kind of um, exemplify this image. Uh, what does it mean to you? How, and try to try to feel what it feels like. Um, recall a time in your life when you when you felt this before. So in that in that way, I do help help guide them to connect to this card. So it's not too much of an ambiguous card. Like I'm not really sure what's happening. So I kind of I help them in that respect to to understand what's happening in this image. If if it's sort of like I'm not really sure what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> so now that I'm starting to imagine um, uh, hearing your meditations and seeing your PDFs. What sort of deck do you use, and um, or how much do you think it matters what deck you use? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so, I actually chose a specific deck to work with for a particular reason. So, the deck that I actually work with is the Connolly deck, and the Connolly deck um, is a little bit different from the traditional, you know, Rider Waite Smith deck. I mean, it. it it, focus, it has the same kind of layout and everything, the same cards. Um, but the only, the main differences that I found um, are, and it's kind of like a more positive, upbeat deck. So it's not like, you know, it doesn't have too many scary images that might like already scare people off. Um, because I want, I want to make this kind of a, an easy, um, uh, relaxed <laughs> um, meditation for people to to kind of get into. So if you know if they are instantly you know taken to the image of, of the death card and they see the skeleton on a horse, then they're, they're going to be like, oh, I don't know, it's kind of creepy. Um, so the Connolly deck is different in that it actually takes two of the cards that have kind of a negative connotation, which is the death card and the devil card. Um, and it kind of turns it into a not so um, uh, negative looking card. 
So for instance, the uh, death card in the Connolly deck is called transition. Mm. And the devil card is called uh, materialism. And mm. so it's on the devil card, on the materialism card, instead of there being a devil that has these two people chained um, as in the Rider Waite Smith deck, it actually just has a picture of a person who's, who is chained to physical objects, but they're kind of floating in space. There, there's these clouds behind them, but they have, there's gold and, and there's, you know, different materialistic things that are, that are chaining them down. And that's just kind of the idea of what the devil represents, materialism and, um, you know, being chained to the mundane world kind of thing. Mm. And um, for the, the death card being called transition, it, it has a picture of a person who is emerging from this dark cave into this open, um, bright new world kind of thing. So it doesn't have that, that, um, that right off the bat, oh, this looks scary. I'm kind of, I'm not sure. I don't like the name of the card called death. I hope that sounds weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I, that's why I picked this deck is, is I don't want people to right off the bat be scared off by it. Um, and I want them to kind of feel more at ease. And um, there are, and I, as I introduce them to each card, um, the point of, of each of the cards is to see both sides of whatever archetype. So there, you know, there's a light side and there's a shadow side um, for each of these archetypes. And it's, it's mm-hmm. whatever shadow sides that come up um, in their session that um, it's what I'm wanting them to focus on. So whatever you know, limiting beliefs are, are coming up for them related to whatever archetype is coming up for them is what they're, they're focusing on during this meditation because that's what they're trying to release and, and get rid of. So are your readings um, draw from the major arcana? Um, like, do you yes. just use the major arcana for your readings? That's, yeah, I use. So you you cards. go for the big guys. You go for <laughs> these are the. We're not going to mess around with those smaller archetypes. We're we're going for the. This is um, if someone's coming to you, it's going to be a big question, and these are the big um, faces, personalities, stages that can can hold that energy and work through that energy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. That's yeah. great. I mean, the minor arcana definitely can help you um, kind of for each of the, the suits that they represent there, you can kind of dissect everything into these finer little um, details, so to speak, um, you know, as you go from ace to, to ten and then all the court cards in between, you know, associate with them. So there's so many other aspects that you can you can use in the minor arcana, but that's it's going really, really, really deep. <laughs> um, mm. And and I feel that the major arcana really focuses on the main points um, that are really, you know, that you can really connect to and really um, uh, understand and kind of find um, the, the limiting beliefs that are associated with each of those really main energies that are kind of that... Um, that are, are happening in, in your mind related to these cards. Um, so there's something else that I heard in your meditations, their um, sample online that uh, was different and special to note, which was that, the, that you have music playing in the background. Oh, yeah. And um, I'm very curious about 
um, that music and because, you know, when I just by listening to the sample, I just was put into a very relaxed state and um, I felt like I uh, could definitely go very deep with that. Um, and so you've mentioned that th this is some very special music, right? That's true. Um, so yeah, there is a method to my my madness here. Um, <laughs> so there, so kind of stepping back. Um, so there are four states of of mind that people have. Um, your brain waves can ha are can um, function at four different states. So uh, the first of these states is the beta state, um, which is the one you're at right now. So you're wide awake and you're alert and you know what's going on. Um, that's the beta stage. It's kind of every day you're awake and doing things. Um, and then the one, the next one after that is called the alpha state. Um, and this is where you're in a, a daydream mode. You're awake, uh, but you're very relaxed. You are creative and you can use visualization. So you're daydreaming, right? And uh, so the next level after that is the theta state. And this is what I use um, in my sessions. This is a level that I bring uh, my clients into. And it's Essentially, you're at the threshold of sleep. You're not sleeping, um, but you're, you're very deeply relaxed, um, you're highly intuitive. Um, you can access your deep memories at this state. Um, and this is also the ideal state where you can modify your behavioral patterns. Um, you actually have the ability to redirect your neural pathways to change your, your conscious behaviors when you're, when you're at the theta level. And that's what this music um, does it it runs at a specific frequency and it has a beat to it this kind of rhythmic sound um, to it and it's it's especially designed to help your brain waves synchronize um, to that state so after you listen to it for a little while um, and you will be listening to it um, during the meditation before you actually go into it you'll kind of have been listening to it for a little while and um, so your brain waves will actually match begin to match this state of frequency, and you'll find yourself um, being able to relax more deeply than you could if, if there wasn't any noise happening in the background. Um, yeah. but it's, it's a very, it's a very subtle, subtle thing that happens. It's a very relaxing thing. Um, uh, and, but, and then just to kind of continue, the, the, the fourth uh, state is delta, which is actually when you're sleeping. Um, but we're not actually going to get to that point. I mean, some people do say they, they will end up drifting off to sleep. It happens mm -hmm. um, sometimes if they're really relaxed, but that's okay. <laughs> um, that's, that's fine. Uh, they can, there's still a lot of healing that happens um, in, in the Delta state. Um, a lot of people, you know, experience uh, a very, that experience very deeply um, restorative, restorative sleep um, will receive a lot of health benefits from that's why we sleep, you know. Kind of mm -hmm. helping, helping ourselves uh, fix ourselves to, to, from the damage that we've done along the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I stick with the, the, um, the theta state. This is extraordinary. And um, I think that clients would just uh, really benefit from this. And um, um, our listeners who have gone through the journey of the, the 22 major arcana cards with us, um, and how they could have something individualized with you and to really address a very particular uh, question with you and, um, and from anywhere in the world, um, which we do have yeah. 
uh, downloads from many different places for our podcast. So how cool is that? Um, uh, So I just wanted to wrap up our conversation uh, for this podcast just with a – something that you and I connected about and something that felt very exciting, which was uh, that that there's this sort of approach to the tarot uh, is filling a hole that um, maybe even some people feel they they can't fulfill with therapy. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's in some ways sort of an alternative form of therapy. What do you, how is it that you place, the work that you do in, in, in regard to that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the idea of, you know, seeing what I do as, you know, just as an alternative form of therapy of counseling. Uh, I mean, I'm always going against the norm and the conventional and, and I love, um, you know, doing, doing things by myself. I'm, I'm kind of a, a loner. I like to, you know, explore my own, um, my own mind. I'm not necessarily have, um, you know, spend a lot of money to, to, you know, fix myself. Um, I'm kind of a do-it-yourself in that respect. Um, but I, I think it's this, you know, it's, it's a really amazing method that can help anybody overcome their fears and limiting, limiting beliefs. Um, you can, uh, anybody can dive really deep into their subconscious mind on their own time um, whenever they feel comfortable doing it. And it's super easy to fit into the schedule, and it only takes like 20 minutes um, per session. But the, the tarot itself, uh, I think, is so rich in imagery and really sparks the imagination. And just by looking at the cards, you can unlock all your thoughts, your memories that you've you know, tucked down you know, deep <laughs> into your mind. Um, you know, I, I kind of like to think of it as kind of like a, you know, one of those Rorschach um, inkblot test, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the pictures and stuff are, are pretty objective, but the images and the, the, the effects that the images have on the mind are, are so subjective and um, so unique to the individual that it really allows somebody to connect uh, to the cards on a really deep personal level. Um, and so anybody can easily do this on their own. You know, if they have their own deck, they, they could, you know, just draw a card and, and see what comes up for them. Um, but I, I help them through the hypnotherapy aspect of my practice to, to physically and mentally relax um, so they can really open up to the deepest parts of, of their mind and really um, grab hold of these limiting beliefs. Um, and through, again, my special sort of um, verbal cues, um, I, I, I help them to release them using these visualization methods that I have. Um, to get rid of these limiting beliefs. And, and what's amazing is because you, your mind is so powerful, more powerful than you, than you think. I mean, we all heard of like the placebo effect. We all know how, how, um, how much power our mind has over matter, right? Um, that we could so easily, as long as we're in the right state of mind, we can easily just remove these limiting beliefs. We can redirect these neural pathways um, to help us um, connect to a, a more positive and optimistic form of ourselves. Um, so we're not bogged down by fears and, um, and these limiting beliefs uh, that, that prevent us from accomplishing whatever we're wanting in our lives. And I think that's uh, such an amazing tool to have. I and mean, it's, it's already inside us. And I'm just helping people 
unlock that out of themselves. Mm, that is wonderful. And, and what brought you to reaching out to us at the Archetypal Tarot Podcast was um, a desire to connect with other people who thought this way and maybe work yeah. this way because um, you hadn't really seen it before out there. It's, uh, there's a lot of traditional tarot, of course, but um, ways uh, and methods people are using to approach tarot in a psychological fashion. Exactly, and um, yeah. so we're officially opening this up with this podcast. If there are other people <laughs> out there that use the tarot uh, in a similar way or are interested in using it this way, um, it's it could. I would love to have more of community around this. It would just be really cool. Um, it would, yeah. So sure. please reach out and and um, and drop us a line if you are interested in in this ongoing discussion of uh, the scientific, uh, non-superstitious, psychological uh, unveiling and experience of the tarot. Um, So uh, as we uh, begin to wrap up here, uh, what uh, can you offer some of our listeners uh, out there in the world that um, from your practice of Soul Shine Tarot? Yeah, so there's a couple things that I, I wanted to offer to all the listeners out there. Um, the first is I want to invite everybody to experience a Soul Shine Tarot session for free. Um, and and normally these sessions, the session that I'm giving away for free goes for $47, but um, I want, because I want everybody to um, experience this, I, I believe I, I, I want everybody to to know what this is like at no cost to them. I, before they invest any further in any uh, future sessions with me, I want them to feel the power um, of, of one of these sessions. So if you go to, um, you know, they'll have these links on on the, the webpage, I believe, um, but the link itself is soulshinetarot.com slash free dash hypnotherapy. And you can just sign up there and you'll be directed to a page where you will listen to um, a free session by me. So you can kind of see what it feels like uh, to go through this. Um, and I, the second thing I wanted to announce that is for a limited time, uh, I'm going to be offering all of my sessions for 50% off. Um, and so I, I wanted to give you the chance you know, to make positive changes in your life um, without, you know, thinking of, you know, how much something is, is going to cost you. So I really wanted to, to make it available to as many people as I could. Um, so if you go to soulshinetarot.com slash special, um, you can get these sessions at this deep discount. Um, but it's only going to be available for the next five days after, after this podcast airs. Um, so whatever date that happens to be. <laughs> um, so everybody can uh, take a listen and, um, and I'd like to hear any feedback from anybody um, that, that experiences this I, I'm always wanting to hear um, the stories that, that people have when they, when they uh, experience these kind, of, these kind of sessions well that is so very generous of you Stephanie and uh, I hope that many many people get to enjoy this gift that you're bringing to the world with the tarot yeah. And, uh, and um, oh, I, I also wanted to mention I'm on Facebook too. So 
if anybody wants to connect with me there, um, I am all over Facebook. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Yeah, well, she's, uh, she's got the social media down. She's got it all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look yeah. it up. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Fantastic. And, yeah. uh, and Stephanie, I would like to just thank you so very much for joining um, Julianne and I for our Archetypal Tarot podcast. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. Oh, thank you, Sandra. I've had so much fun. This has been really great. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Hi there. This is Julianne. We hope you enjoyed this special edition of the Archetypal Tarot Podcast. You can find links, photos, and more information about Stephanie on our show page at archetypist.com slash soulshine. And as always, we love hearing from you. So send us an email at atpodcast at archetypist.com. That's A-R-C-H-E. T-Y-P-I-S-T.com. We have another fascinating guest coming up for our next podcast, so stay tuned. And if you're enjoying what you hear, help share it with more people. We'd love for you to review us on iTunes or Stitcher or tell your friends about us on Facebook or Twitter. We'd love that. Thanks so much. Until next time. Oh, and hey, like the music for our theme song? Well, it was performed and composed by the band Wildcat Apollo and we think they're fabulous. So you should check them out. Thanks, Wildcat Apollo. We like your music. Thanks for sharing.